0: listening to the jersey guys podcast the show that talks about hard rock heavy metal aor and west coast music in-depth conversation and special guests are always on tap so settle in and turn it up now here are your hosts tom and mark
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Jersey Guys podcast. I'm Mark Ballow, and I'm here with my co-host, Tom Coyne, as always. On this episode, Tom came up with this idea uh, about a week ago, and he's like, you know, we're early in 2023, so uh, let's kind of do a little review of, you know, our top albums of 2022. So uh, we figured we'd give that a shot and see. Hopefully, you guys, uh, maybe you'll find something you weren't aware of. Tom or I could tell you about something, you, you know, you haven't picked up or looked at yet. And, uh, you know, so we're uh, we're going to do that. So I guess let's just get started. Right. Um, let's do it. I'll, I'll start off on this. Uh, Tom's got about 20 albums or so that he picked out. I have about 10 or 11 or so. So I'm going to do one and then we'll hand it off. We'll go back and forth between us. And uh, this way we we'll hopefully keep things flowing pretty well. But uh, I'm going to start off with a uh, the brand new album from the band Fortune. This was released obviously last year. It's called Level Ground. And uh, this album features uh, L.A. Green on vocals, of course. Uh, everybody knows Fortune from their 1985 uh, legendary AOR debut. But uh, the band, this is only their third album that they've put out. Uh, they put, um, what, in 2019 they had an album out, and now now Level Ground came out in 22. Unfortunately, at the end of last year, right after Christmas, uh, we lost L.A. Green, the singer. Uh, passed away. Shocking. Uh, nobody expected it. Uh in fact we had him on a
0: podcast
1: uh what six months ago?
0: Yeah, so, it was a tail end of the summer. I I, I think. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, a hell, eight hell of a nice now. guy. And um, I was very, very disturbed to hear what
1: happened. Oh yeah, yeah. Totally shocking. But uh this is a great album, had some great songs on it. Um this band, you know, if you think about and you, you know their nineteen eighty five debut, the last two albums have been really strong, right? Like just yes. like they're they're updated. I don't want to say modern because when I do that, people like eh, right. they cringe a little bit. But it's modern, like AOR. It's just it's quality songs, but it's it's with an updated sound. So yeah, this was a level ground from uh, Fortune. Great album. So if you don't have it, check yeah, it out. Yeah, they
0: stayed the course with it. I mean, they. they I think you know, even in interviewing him, he knows what. Here at, yeah, you know, make Fortune also. Right. Yeah. Um, I would start off with Six by Six which is a new band, uh, project with Robert Berry and, uh, Ian Crichton from Saga. And, um, wow, this is, uh, I would say one of my top, uh, we're not ranking albums, but I'm just saying this is one of my top three or four albums of the year. Uh, A little proggy, um, a little AOR, hard rock, uh, call it whatever you want. Great songwriting. And, um, I've never heard Robert Berry with this type of a guitar play. If anybody's not mm. familiar with Ian Crichton, kind of out of the Ronnie Latecro school of uh, solos, mm, the solos don't necessarily have anything to do with the song, but it works. Yeah. And um, great record, great record, great songwriting. I, Robert Berry is a guy that we're going to be having on the show in in, in the forthcoming weeks so look forward and, to that, yeah, and just uh, I mean, class talent like to the hilt, so nice. highly recommend it.
1: Yeah, that's a good one, you know. That was actually one of the ones I, I actually kind of forgot about, and I guess when you're doing these type of lists, you always kind of say, Oh, there's something I forgot about, and that was definitely one of them. So, yeah, it's uh, a yeah, really, I, I, really I agree strong
0: with record. Um, my next one is another one that very high on the list would be um, Stradivarius, the new album. It's a I have the Japanese Double, which is a limited edition, has a live show with this current lineup and great quality. And while this band has never done a bad album, this is like, to me, when I listen to it, real return form of their 90s stuff. And uh, Katapelko, the lead singer, if you're into this music, you, you know him. He's in great form. And I can't say enough about this album. Another one that's probably easily in my top three or four albums of the year. So if you're into the power metal thing, um, the new Stradivarius, five-star review. Nice. Good one.
1: Um, I'm going to go with my next one. It's going to be the Swedish band Treat. Uh, They came out with their new album uh, earlier in 2022. It's called The Endgame. And uh, this is a band that... You know, everybody knows Treat from the 80s, right? Uh, You know, kind of like Europe, but a little more Americanized in sound. I think we did a discography discussion. We did a discography
0: on, on actually Treat and, and yeah. Europe. So. Yeah,
1: right when this came out, actually. Mm-hmm. I think right. we waited because right. we wanted we to include this it, album. Yeah.
0: Terrific um, album. It is.
1: But it, it's, I mean, this is a band that, in, in a way, even though, I don't know, I mean, they, they have obviously both being Swedish bands, Europe and Treat. Uh, they have that, you know, that comparison there, but i think they in another way they also parallel in that europe went away for a while then mm-hmm. they came back and of course they did start from the dark in 2004 was it uh, but treat was also a band that went away for a came while back with came back with coup de gras in 2010 i think it was yeah. and a brilliant album and they've what released four i think up to this point with with the, yes. Yes, this is the fourth. This one. being the fourth mm-hmm. one, and uh, yeah, it's a great album. Return to form with. I think the album just prior to this was a little, not as quite as strong.
0: Yeah, it was good. It Wasn't good. great. But this this um, is actually this a jump one is up. terrific, yeah. and the one before the, the last one was was really yeah. Good, go, yeah. Uh, Ghost of Graceland. Ghost right? of Graceland. Yeah, yeah, that great. was great. But this, I would yeah, say that's on Paul with Ghost of Graceland. Yeah, yeah, I definitely would too. So, Easily, yeah. maybe, maybe even better. Yeah.
1: So treat. Um, the end game great online. on yeah.
0: yep i didn't put it on my list only because i knew mark <laughs> had it on his but i would say also easily uh would fit in my top 10 for the year yeah uh my next one would be the new talus album which is new but not new it's a hmm. uh album title 1985 because that's when it was actually uh recorded but was never released and they redid the album because it wasn't a finished product with pretty much almost the same lineup at the time. There were two different lineups of Talis, prominent lineups. The first lineup with the original lineup, and the second lineup with Phil Narrow uh, as the front man. Mitch Perry originally was the guitar player. That's the only replacement. It's very strong. It doesn't sound like a 1985 album because it was re-recorded, but the songs have the strength of a 1985 album. So... If you're into Talos, I would highly recommend this record. And um, my other one would be the new House of Lords featuring Mark Mangold on keyboards. Anybody right. familiar with Mark Mangold?
1: We had him as a guest on we the We had him as a
0: guest also mm-hmm. and knows what he could add to a band. And he definitely added to this band because as much as I've liked recent House of Lords records, they uh, lacked keyboards. And there yeah. was a band that started Right, as a keyboard band with Greg Jafria, who is you sure. know one of the most prominent keyboard guys in hard rock ever. Right. Yeah, and uh, I think it brought the band more back to their their roots, and I'd mm. say it's one of the stronger albums that they've done over the last decade. Yeah,
1: that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I'm, my next one is going to be the brand new Journey album, entitled uh, Freedom, and uh, I think you know I, I don't know if. I think this was a long time coming. Obviously, Journey doesn't release albums all that often, but I, I don't know if if people ever really were gonna see this album for a while. You know, they they put out what a, a couple songs uh, like a year or so or more ago. Yeah, probably even more than that. The, yeah, prior to the release, but I don't know if you know if we were ever gonna see a full album. Uh, it's got some great you know classic sounding Journey songs on it. Um, it is 15 tracks, so I think maybe. It's just a little bit too long. I think if they would have took maybe five or so or six of the tracks off it, they could have made a a super strong album. Um, Otherwise, you know, it it is what it is. I mean, it's I I enjoyed the the album prior to this one, so uh, this is another one. It's I think it's real good. You know, Arnell Pineda sounds really good on it, and yeah, it's I don't know if we'll ever see another Journey album again after this. So, gonna enjoy the uh, the new one, Freedom from two thousand twenty two.
0: Okay, my next one is the new Sunstorm album with Ronnie Romeo on vocals. This is his second go around with this p- project. It's a Frontiers project that Joe Linterna fronted, I think five albums.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It probably was.
0: Five yeah. With, with, um, yeah. And they were all good. I mean, as I was sorry to see Joe go, I know Joe was kind of bitter about not being involved anymore at the time. I think he's gotten over it by now. Yeah. But, well, um, I think
1: what, what that, with, when that first started out, it was kind of like a, um, I guess, an avenue f- to bring Joe Turner back into the AOR fold kind of way, in a way, right?
0: Right. And there were a lot of like unreleased songs by other artists. Right, and right. It's some songs here and there that were released by other artists. Yeah. Uh, and then
1: what it sort of evolved into was, you know, all the, the in-house Frontiers guys yes, got involved in exactly. it. And then they kind of like started getting away from that sort of aor sound and started getting a little heavier
0: right and, and then and you know he writing, was gone yeah writing and, more songs on their own and yeah. it was a great project i mean yeah. if you're into turner and you know i mean i figure most people that are watching this know about this project yeah but anyway this is the second one with ronnie romeo the first one with ronnie romeo i thought was fantastic yeah i thought it was every bit as good as anything that they did with Turner. This one, I think, not quite as good, but it's it's very good and very worthy. And the project has stayed alive, I think, because Ronnie Romeo, to me, having all, you know, everything he's ever done, is a much better AOR singer than a metal singer. Right? Yeah. I think when he sings metal, he gets very grovelly mm-hmm. and a little strained. And when he sings AOR, he sounds very natural and very, you know, robust and has a great tone to his voice and mm. I like him a lot more as an AOR singer than sometimes he is a metal singer. That's a good. Point. And, um, yeah. really good record.
1: Um, we're going to get to an album here that I think a lot of people may or may not know if I'm not really sure, but this is generation radio. Uh, it's self-titled came out in 2022. Interesting band. Uh, Jason chef from Chicago, uh, Dean Castronovo, of course, journey fame, Um, and Jade DeMarcus from Rascal Flats, which is obviously a modern country band, uh, but a band I've always been a fan of. I I think I have all their albums. So when I first heard about this project, I was like, wow, this is going to be really good. And it is good. It's a very, very good album. It's kind of what you would expect. It's got a little bit of Chicago in it, uh, a little bit of Journey in it, but it's got a lot of Rascal Flats sound in it. Without you it. know, which is that modern country sound, but uh, you know, but it's got an AOR flair to it for sure. And uh, I, I kind of wish maybe Jason Chef sang a little more on it, but
0: yeah, me you know, too. I, I, that's I, mean, I think my biggest disappointment when I saw Jason Chef was involved in this. Yeah. I kind of just assumed he was the voice of the band, and right? He's really not. He's yeah, kind of it's a, bit a little bit of everybody. It. Yeah.
1: Excuse no, I, I yeah, I, I really like this album. If you get the uh, the the US version here, it comes with like a DVD with some videos and stuff that the band. I think they were live in studio or something to that effect. But uh, yeah, it's got some really good songs. And like I said, if if you're a Rascal Flats fan, which which I am, I mean, this was something I really enjoyed and I've listened to it a lot. So Generation Radio. Uh,
0: my next one would be the latest uh, album by Crash Diet, which um, for me was a very long time grower. Uh, at first, I wasn't wild about it. Uh, I'm not still not sure if I've totally <laughs> warmed up to the new singer. It's only the fourth singer in the band's history. <laughs> only and, the fourth, uh, yeah. right? And they're a band that was lucky enough to have two great periods with you know the original singer Dave, who we know passed away, and uh, by the third album, they had another great frontman in in Simon Cruz and released a a, a monumental album. In my opinion, the third album. Generation, and, Generation Wild. Right? Yes, Generation yeah. Wild. And um, this is the second album with the new singer. It it, it grew on me. I, I, I kind of um, have come to realization that they're never going to be quite what they were at one time. Yeah. And um, I warmed up to a lot of the songs. And some of the songs are very good. And I would say it, it it's worthy of, you know, there's a lot of, I had about, 35 albums that I had pulled called this afternoon and I put back about 10 or 12 of them. <laughs> so it, it, it made the cut for me. If you're, if you're a crash diet fan, the sound is still there. The singer is good. He's, you know, he's not off putting at all. I just think it lacks a little bit of the personality that Simon and Dave had on the first and the third albums. Yeah, And like I said, that may never, you know, that never be, may be regained again, but it's it's a great classic, you know, uh, band that really, in their heyday, captured the the L.A. sleaze sound. Yeah. even being from from Sweden, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's highly recommended. My next one is the new Leatherwolf album, and um, we will be having the great Rob Math as a guest next week. Yes, look forward uh, to that, Master one. Shredder, and. Uh, Master AOR West Coast That's right. player also with Mr. Peter Beckett.
1: uh, Peter Beckett's guitar
0: right. player, yeah. Um this is a an odd album because I generally am not a big fan of bands that resurrect with very few original members. Mm-hmm. Uh and this would be one of those bands, but they did manage to keep the sound of the band, especially in the guitar and drum department. Yeah. Uh through Rob Matt and and Dean Roberts. And um, they have a new front man. It's not Mike Oliveri anymore, but it's it's really good. That it, it, wor- it It's a combination of the first Leather Wolf, which was real heavy, and the third Leather Wolf that was a combination of commercial and heavy. The second album probably being the most commercial of their back catalog. Oh, yeah. And um, it really worked. There's some great stuff. I mean, this is like real vintage heavy metal. Yeah. You know, I kind of like, I think Mark pointed it out to me, almost like early sabotage, early sabotage at times. Yeah. Uh, I can't say enough about it. these guys won me over again. Anybody that knows me, I'm not a big fan of, you know, original lineups that are like not so original anymore, <laughs> but uh, Dean Roberts and Rob did a math, did a great job of picking new guys. Wayne Finley, who I think most people know through Michael Schenker and other bands as part of the band also, and a couple of, of new guys on the scene that are real good talents. And um, if you like Leatherwolf, uh, I strongly urge you to check this new album out. Yeah.
1: And that's it's an independent release, right? Is it? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's something, you know, track it out. I, I honestly wasn't even aware it came out until, what, a month ago or mm-hmm. so like that. And I was like, hey, the new Leatherwolf is out. I got to pick it up. So yeah, but no, that's what I, Tom had said. I, I really, when I was listening to it, I was like, "Wow, it has like early sabotage sound to it," you know. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a good one. I'll have to listen to really, it a really, really good. Um, all right, so I'm gonna head on with my next one, and this is gonna be this is gonna be a weird one. that maybe a lot of people aren't super familiar with. This is called Kings of Mercia, uh, self titled, uh, came out on Metal Blade Records, and. Kings of Mercia is a weird, unusual combination of uh, Steve Overland, who is the singer uh, in the great UK AOR band FM. Uh, and it's also got uh, Jim Mateos, uh and Joey Vera from Fate's Warning. Uh, and it's also on drums. It's got Simon Phillips. So it's like, I mean, I don't know how these guys all got together, but uh, this is a really good album. It's, it's actually, it's heavy, it's, it's metal, but it's got Steve Overland with this great AOR voice singing. So it's like a really weird combo, but it, it works well. Great songs and uh, something I really enjoyed when it came out. But uh, yeah, Kings of Mercy on Metal Blade Records. Check it out.
0: Yeah, I, I like that album too. It's it is a, a really weird pairing. Yeah, but it it works better than it than it sounds.
1: His voice. I mean, he. he you know, you wouldn't think you're, you're thinking. Oh, you know, FM and this AOR and this light keyboardy sound and everything and he's got a little bluesy thing going on in his voice too but you wouldn't think when you put like a metal background you know
0: yeah no he cuts it. it i mean i don't i don't know you know in a live setting but yeah. certainly in the studio yeah uh a guy that's just you know been doing aor and bluesy aor his entire career yeah stepped it up with uh, a beefed up band and yeah. um yeah he cuts it he He's In a lot of stuff, I bet mean, I love Steve, but he's like bordering nah, on the true. uh the yeah. overexposure, at yeah, at times. But you know,
1: but this is probably, yeah, it's probably the most unique thing he's done because all, all add his add, other stuff, without a it would have been on my main. list too. Yeah. Right? I'm of only, I fan. knew you,
0: you were going to put it on yours, but it would yeah. have been on my list. And another band that I, I don't think either one of us talked about was A to Z, yeah, uh, a, a, another band, it's was, another with the yeah, with the Fates guys, right? it, it, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what Ray Adler and Mark Zonder, right? Yeah, yeah, um. I actually thought of that right, you know, like before we did this, and I, I didn't pull the album. But A to Z is is another
1: came uh, out around the same time. I think, yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
0: like the A to Z, the Six by Six, the yeah. Kings of Mercy, they all came out like within a couple of months, and they're yeah. they're all really good, like uh, melodic, little tinges of prog. And, yeah, yep, yeah, definitely. Um, my next one would be the the latest from Dead Daisies. If you're a Glenn Hughes fan, which I'm a Glenn Hughes fanatic for my entire life basically. Uh I highly recommend this if you like the fir- first Dead Daisies with Glenn Hughes. It's it's more of the same. It's almost a it's almost got a little bit of that plotting um Sabbath when when Hughes was involved with Iommi. It has like kind of that vibe to it, but the songs have great hooks and um yeah, it's it's very similar to to the to the one before it, now, what's would, that?
1: What's that behind it?
0: And it's behind the, it is a CD single that has actually become very hard to get a hold. They only sold it in some of their USA shows that had the, a cover of the song, uh, the the great classic song "Oh Well." Ah. And um, if you want to hear Glenn use, like
1: and it's only on that that single.
0: Yeah, oh, and nice. this thing was only available at. Um, the U.S. shows they
1: did a set was a second run of U.S. then did they do two uh, yes.
0: runs in the U.S. Yes. Yeah, wow, nice. So if you want to pick up a really good song that's not on the CD or it's not a bonus track on a Japanese or European release, nice. There was this um, CD single, but yeah, the new Dead Daisies and I have a feeling this is probably going to be the end of it because from what I understand, he's back with Masa, Uh and They're going to record this year, so ah, okay. uh, it might well, be well.
1: Yeah, Glenn Hughes can't stick around for anything well, too long, e- right? Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> so, uh, I don't, I there's been no announcements that he's not in the band anymore, but I would think that with Bonham and Bonham and Sheridan, they're, they're probably going to hit the road at, at some yeah. time when they release a record. But, right. uh, if you're a Glenn Hughes fan, you probably have it, it's nothing that I'm telling you about, <laughs> but if you're not, and you know, Or if you are and you don't follow his whole career, uh, both of the Dead Daisies releases are uh, highly recommended.
1: Your turn. My turn. Okay. Um, mine is going to be, I'm, I know this is one Tom's, maybe not, you know, I
0: know he's not a fan of, but
1: uh, Chez Kane. Uh, this was uh, the second album from her. Uh, it's called Power Zone. Uh, just came out, I guess, a few months before the end of the year. I, I loved the debut Ches Kane album. Uh, she's, she's a great singer, very like, you know, got that eighties vibe sounding like, you know, the Vixens and the, the Lita Fords and everything. And this album is actually on the first album too, was written by, um, the singer Danny Rexon from crazy licks. Hmm. So he, he wrote the whole album, I wrote all that. the songs. Yeah, yeah. He was, he's behind this whole thing, produced it, really? wrote the songs. It's did, awesome. did not know that. So it could be almost like a, you know, a little bit of like a female version of Crazy Looks hmm. in a way. Um, very 80s sounding, you know, think Vixen, like I just said, you know, great songs. Uh, she's a great singer and uh, she's actually touring. You know, she's got a band that actually touring all over Europe now, which is cool. So it's actually, you know, something that's more than just a studio project. But yeah, the, uh, the second album from Chez Kane, uh, Power Zone. So yeah, I, I like this one a lot. Not Maybe not quite as strong as the, the debut, which I absolutely loved, but but right up there. It's actually really good. So yeah.
0: Okay. My next one is Star Chaser. It was another Frontiers project that um, kind of came in. It got a lot of hype at the beginning, which is kind of similar to a lot of Frontiers things yeah. and then just disappeared into the darkness. <laughs> uh, a week ter- after it came out. Yeah. I, I, a terrific <laughs> album. Hard rock, a uh, little bit of like that Swedish uh, power metal uh, sound to it. Terrific songs. Absolutely love this album. I played it to death when I got it. Uh, Star Chaser. My next one is a band called uh, Squared. And I was actually talking to to Mark about. I was tipped off to this by uh, my old uh, friend uh, PJ, which... Most of you guys out there in the collecting uh, circle know. He told me about his it. band that'd be right up your alley, uh, a real almost old school type of AOR melodic hard rock band. They what I really gravitated to them about was they had um, they captured the sound, and that's what I really look for now, because there's such an overindulgence of AOR and melodic hard rock, yeah. especially in, in, in from all different European countries that I I have to whittle it down to the guys that really have the sound. There's a lot of bands that they're doing it. It's not bad. The vocals aren't bad. The songs aren't awful. Just kind of paint by numbers. It's just paint by numbers. And these guys are not paint by numbers. They have a a very unique sound. If I told you it came out in 89 Mm. and it was something that wasn't signed or on an independent cassette or something, uh, you'd probably fall for it. That's the type of sound that they have. So when I heard it, uh, I, I liked it a lot, and it it kind of stayed in the back of my cobwebs when I was thinking of, uh, you know, top albums yeah. for the year. Uh, nice. So Square, uh,
1: Strange Affairs, is it called?
0: Strange Affairs. Strange yeah. Affairs.
1: I got to look at that, because that one went right over my head. I yeah, no, it's,
0: I was that. we were talking about it. I was telling Mark about it before we went on the air. Uh, very, very classy album. Nice. I got to pick that up. That's one I got to add to my list. So,
1: <laughs> um, my next album is going to be, uh, the great Joe Lynn Turner, uh, put out a new album. It's called uh, belly of the beast. Uh, just came out the last few months. Um, I mean, if you know, Joe Lynn Turner, you, you know, his history, rainbow, deep purple solo albums with AOR sound and all that stuff. But this album is a totally different. And, uh, I guess you can excuse the pun, but it's a totally different beast. <laughs> so, yes it is. Uh, yeah, it totally is. This is uh, a totally heavy, dark, um, you know, metal album. I don't think it's any. It's probably the heaviest thing he's ever done, right? I
0: mean, that being said, it's not as heavy cover a cover, right, As it that's was true. as you would led to deep believe. Purple influences yeah, I mean, and rainbow influences. There's a couple of like you know, like almost like progressive metal type mm. of songs, but. It's not all the way through yeah. like heavy, heavy, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I think the guitar player he hooked up with this um, was uh, Peter uh, Tatkrin, I think it is, and he's from the band Hypocrisy. So obviously like a heavy metal band, you know, yeah, the guitar playing is good on. That yeah. Um, but, it, and, and it's great because I think what he did with this album is, is not only is this a whole new sound for Joe Lynn Turner, but you know, if you follow him and you know, I mean, he had some health scares over the last few years, he had some heart issues, um, but he's back and he's stronger than ever. And he decided to basically just throw caution to the wind and he took off the wig. And, you know, if everybody knows he, Joe suffers from alopecia, um, hasn't had any hair since his teenage years and he wore a wig for a lot of years everybody kind of knew it right but you know it was kind of that inside thing
0: but richie blackmore wore even a bigger wig so no yeah, yeah
1: there you go right so <laughs> i mean but he just he took it off and he's now you know just going natural and uh you know i think the new image and the new sound with Jolan turner it's it's a nice you know nice thing to hear it's refreshing it's different so yeah i really enjoyed this one uh belly of the beast joan turner
0: uh, my next one is Riot City, uh, their second sophomore release. This is a uh, traditional metal band, another band from Canada, which over the last decade has been far and away the place for traditional metal bands, which is all I'm interested in. Anyway. Anybody that knows me, mm-hmm. I, it's, I, if, if it sounds like 80s, and it's good. I'm interested. And these guys, uh, their first album was good. They changed singers. Original singer, I thought, was a little weak for the music and the songs. They have a new singer. And on this one, uh, the, the new Riot City, highly recommend this to anybody who likes traditional 80s metal. Uh, it's an absolutely ass-kicking album. Uh, electric
1: elite electric
0: elite, elite with nice. one of the great covers yeah it is a cool cover. yeah great great like I, in classic, fact i wrote that metal cover you guys got to make a t-shirt of this yeah uh yeah, yeah. okay nice. good one um my next one is uh the tony martin thorns album i think oh. people have forgotten about it because it came out very early last year it came out about this time i believe
1: last yeah year. yeah i think so right.
0: uh Big fan of this. I know some of my uh, close friends, like my uh, dear friend Phil, is not mm. a fan of it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. It's uh, very much of cut from the mold of the Sabbath stuff. I thought the songs were very strong. Maybe I thought, a little
1: a little heavy. Like the guitars are kind of like that, um, like a little, little more modern-y sounding. A little maybe, bit more than modern-y sound. And some of the like.
0: songs, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I... I thought this album is terrific. I, it's, I know there are people that love it. And I have, aside from my my, my friend, I have read other diff, different things where people were not wild about this. I don't get, get it. I don't know what people want. But mm. uh, I thought the songs overall were terrific. And Tony Martin. Yeah,
1: ones. no. I mean, I actually had that on my list, um, and I kind of whittled it down because I originally thought we were going to kind of go with ten each, and then then Tom snuck a few more in there. So you know, but no, that, I that spe- was you know, I
0: life. I I'm retired. Unlike Mark, who has a <laughs> uh, demanding job, so I had nothing to do today. So I scoured through like probably about ten thousand different CDs,
1: and you doubled and, up on, and it. I doubled
0: up on them. <laughs> I, and I actually, I was telling him before he got here, I I called about ten or twelve out. Yeah. I had a, a stack like up to here. But, <laughs> you wouldn't have been able but, to see them. They would have been uh, all just you. digressing for a minute. For for people that always say, you know, there's no more good music, or where oh, are yeah. the good bands? There there has never been a time that there's more good music than there is now. I you mean, gotta this, seek it out. You know, right, you, you have use, to seek yeah. it out. It's it, exactly. It's out there. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's out there. I mean, the, we, we we went through the the hideous 90s, the early 2000s, which weren't really much better. And if you look at where this music is now, AOR, hard rock, traditional metal, it's there's tons of music out yeah. there and tons of reissues and it's a great scene now if you want to delve into it and you know, not ha- it's not going to be dropped in your lap like MTV anymore, so Right, right. You know. Yeah. Definitely. Enough with the digress. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll,
1: uh, I'll I'll do my next one and that's going to be um, this is we we talked about, you know, albums came out in 2022 this was um, an album that was released in 2022 by the band Toy Cannon. Uh, it's called Forever One, but it's not a, a brand new release album. Uh, this is out on Ionian Records, which is a U.S. label, kind of like a, an indie, uh, I guess you would call them like a boutique label, maybe, mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, they specialize in putting out a lot of um, like demos from like the 80s and early 90s bands, and this is a New Jersey band, Toy Cannon, and uh, I, I always knew of this band, and to be Able to finally get you know the songs that I, I've known about for years and to have them in like awesome quality, uh, this is a great release. um And besides the fact, I'll uh, I'll give myself a little pat on the back. I I actually wrote the band bio in the CD
0: booklet, so and you he did a ter- tremendous job. And I'm not <laughs> saying that because he's my my friend. He did a very good job.
1: But yeah, not not just I'm not picking it because of that. I I, I genuinely love this album. I mean, if if they're a Jersey band and if you like Trickster from their heyday yes it's, this it's, is what toy Cannon that, sounds like
0: it's in that realm yeah right so yeah so this
1: and you know i love trickster because we did our top 25 not all that long ago and their debut is on on my uh, top 25 of all time so yeah so toy Cannon, uh forever one on Ionian records check it out
0: so that would be a reissue of it'd it be a re every yeah, issue I, my... I guess my reissues of the yeah. year, too. So, yeah, it's
1: the only but, thing I think that wasn't, you know, newly recorded in 2022, but you know, it did come out this year. Just it a few it is back.
0: really good, and yeah. I'm kind of picky with like oh, there's you know, all these reissues that's like on every genre yeah. of music right now AOR, hair bands, uh, metal. There's just constant reissues, and this is definitely one of the better ones and very well done, yeah, uh, by the label my next one is the most recent one by Black Swan which is their sophomore effort uh I think it's tremendous I, I it's it's a super group of sorts yeah, definitely for anybody that's not familiar uh with Robin it. Rob McCauley right uh Jeff Pilson right um, and, uh, red, Beach. red Beach it's yeah. it I thought it's even better I like the debut I thought the debut was really strong I think this one is even better um uh, the songs are tremendous And what I really like about it is you could tell that this isn't something that, you know, Frontiers put their uh, thumbprint on. These are clearly, you know, a band of this ilk is writing their own material and doing what they want to do. And the time and effort of these big name guys like Pilsen and and Beach and Macaulay is, is very evident in the songwriter. Songs are great on this album and, uh, McCauley is still in great voice, and you know what you're getting with you know Pilson and Red Beach and yeah. uh, great record I, I think even better than the debut. Uh, big big fan of this album.
1: Yeah. Well actually to, to digress a little bit like you did a minute ago, and I, I wanna talk about that you, you mentioned the Frontiers thing, you know, how there's there is a lot of Frontiers projects that, you know, are, are thrown together by the the, the the powers to be at Frontiers. Or at and,
0: least have their thumbprint.
1: And they have on their thumbprint Now They have their producers, their in house right. guys, songwriters, players, whatever it is. But you know, there is certain amount of bands. And even that generation uh radio thing that I talked about, that's on, on Frontiers too. But that was actually a project that was recorded Prior to them joining up on Frontiers, so and this too, like you said, it's it's four guys. There, you know, like three main guys that really are doing their own thing. So it's not like where you've got you know the the in-house writers from Frontiers doing it and stuff. This is this is really good stuff. So yeah, there is a, a certain amount of band. Well, this
0: there. is where Frontiers really becomes you know prominent and useful in in the year two thousand twenty-two. Yeah, uh, going forward because they are signing bands with talent like this and letting them do what they want to do yeah and you know in in between the cracks there's a lot of stuff that comes out some of it is is real good some of it is you know paint by numbers right Forget know i'm, not, I'm yeah. not gonna you know start yeah to, we're not here to slag anything right. on, on this right. show so I'll, yeah. I'll leave it my my next one is the uh latest effort from Queensreich. Which uh, were a uh, uh, D- D- Digital Noise Alliance. Yes, right? Digital DNA. Noise Digital Alliance. Noise um, Alliance. Um yeah. The last album I I wanna say I didn't like it, but you know, with, with Rockenfeld out of the lineup and you know, like the amount of original members dwindling. Uh, the last album I thought was okay. I wasn't expecting a whole lot from this. What I got from it was maybe the best thing they've done, or in my opinion, without a doubt, the best thing they've done since the first album. With
1: yeah, great
0: song. this is a a really good album, and when you're listening to it, it's got you know vintage Queensrÿche like mid '80s yeah. type of sound. Um, and great songwriting. I yeah. mean, they they won me back into the fold because I was dwindling. I really was. I saw them a few years ago. I went to see Fate's Warning, who was opening up for them. And after Fate's Warning was was on, I did stay because my girlfriend had never seen Queensryche. But I was just very like, uh, you know, Scott Rockenfell's gone. I'm not wild yeah. about the last album. They brought me back into the fold. Uh, you know, I, I, I think uh, the new drummer, is from Camelot, has fit in. He sounds great on this album. And the songs on this are really, really good. And it's got a very vintage 85, 86, 84 type of Queensryche sound to a lot of the songs. Todd LaTorre sounds great. He always does. Didn't he play uh, drums on some of that too, though? I don't know if he played drums on this. He played drums on the last one oh okay he All played right. drums okay. I, as far as i know casey grillo plays oh, drums okay. on the whole album oh, okay. yeah right. from okay. from camelot um yeah I, this is they brought me back they i i back, i had my interest back in in the band so nice uh totally recommend the new uh
1: yeah that's a good one that, that's something i i love that when i first listened to that album too i really like that strong album great songs like you said yeah so I'm, I'm up. You're up. I'm up. Okay. My next one is going to be another Frontiers release. Uh, this is called Shining Black, uh, Postcards from the End of the World. Um, now, this is um, Mark Bowles, the singer Mark Bowles, who everybody knows from you know, Yngwie Malmsteen uh, and his time with with Ingve. Another
0: guest that we had and on. Another
1: guy we had on not long ago on the podcast. Um, and it's uh, the guitar player Ol- Olaf Thorson from the band Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Um that's so. It's kind of like a. It's their second album, and uh, this is just we when we had Mark on our podcast. Um, I kind of started getting aware of this album and listening to I think it. It and just I came just, out when he did or it.
0: Maybe it wasn't even out when. Oh really? He had him on. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. I think it might have been out. It so just I, I had just come out. Yeah, because we talked about it, it a little on the, bit yeah. on the ride
1: down to do the podcast with Mark that night. Um, great album, great songs. I mean it it's I guess you could call it, you know, power metal or something that that but it's it's very melodic too. Just yeah, that's really the second great. release. The second release before. from the band. Yeah. This is it's great. They're great both album. really good. Great songs. It was on my list too, yeah. but
0: Mark had it on his so yeah i'll let him expound
1: it yeah no i really enjoyed this one great great songs great vocals obviously you know mark bowles is a great singer so yeah check this one out though shining black uh postcards from the end of the world yeah out on frontiers
0: if you don't have them there's one before it and uh they're both really good melodic hard rock yeah with terrific guitar playing mark Bowles sounds as good as he did 35 years ago yeah and um yeah, they they they're really strong. Yeah. Really strong.
1: I guess you would call it like melodic power metal or something, you know.
0: Yeah, know. because like the guitars are real heavy on it, but it's yeah. it's very melodic. Like real beefy guitars. Yeah. Um my next one is Wildness, a Swedish band that I absolutely love. Um this is their newest one. They've had a few out. Um this is the second one with um their second singer. Great great swedish um melodic hard rock in that uh typical heat yeah. i guess type yeah, of vein definitely. um treat sounding at times um this band every one of their albums the songs are, are great there's nothing weak huge production great playing great vocals um huge fan if you don't have anything by the wildness go out and get it if you're into that sound uh and this new one is as good as the the couple that were before it
1: yeah that's a good one yeah
0: uh my next one is the project of chris uzi the uzi man project which people probably know steve Mann. Steve he's Mann, been yeah. out on the road with michael Schenker for like 300 years now <laughs> 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 they both have turned white <laughs> Steve Mann, uh, you know, is is a, a stalwart in a AOR, British AOR dating back to the uh, 80s. And um, Chris Uzi, you know, a the Heartland voice, albums, yeah. the, the Chris Uzi albums, uh, the collaborations in, in other bands that he did back in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, great... Uh, t- you know, like throaty, bluesy, kind of in the Overland school of mm-hmm. British really. singing. Yeah. And uh, this is another thing. When it came out, you know, I was like, uh, I like got thrown together project. You know, man has been living on the road with, with Schenker for X amount of years now. How good are these songs? Yeah. It's, it, it's terrific. I mean, it, it's, it's really, really good. The songs are strong. It's very well put together. An escape music project, uh, which Co- we know Kalil came up with doesn't ever put out that's anything right. uh, that's not worthy. And true. Uh Uzi has been, you know, one of his guys for decades now. And um I would really recommend this if you're into British, uh traditional British, you know, melodic hard rock. Yeah. This is a this is a keeper. That's
1: a good one. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that was one of the ones I kind of was on the fringe list of mine. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, my turn, my turn. Okay. Um, this one is a little bit out of left field for a lot of people. I'm not sure if people are aware of this band or not. Um, actually, Tom turned me on to them. They're, uh, they're four albums into their, their career now. But this is uh, Young Gun, Silver Fox, uh, Ticket to Shangri-La is the album. It's their newest album. Their fourth, like I said. And they're a total West Coast, uh, yacht rock sounding band, right? Um it's it's two guys it's uh andy platz and sean lee mm-hmm. um that are kind of a duo that put this project together and it's like i said they're they're in the fourth album now but the new one is is great um just like the all the other ones i mean great songs they're they're very like i said yacht rocky a little steely dan a lot of steely right?
0: dan worship
1: um, um for sure yeah but i mean very smooth but west more, coast more,
0: i think a little bit more um yacht rock 70s, yes, early 80s sounding than Steely Dan yeah. were. I mean, Steely Dan had some occasional songs that were like right. that. They have a lot of writing influences similar to Steely Dan Yeah, with a lot of, you know...
1: Smoothness. Smooth opera. Uh, uh, yeah.
0: it, it's great stuff. I mean, we, we've we been, you know, talking about this band for a couple of years now. Yeah. If you're into that... And there, there are not that many... Newer bands, there's a couple of Swedish bands, a couple of American bands. It's kind of almost become, become like a lost art Yeah, in terms of new music. I mean, thank, thankfully, right. there's a, a million releases from the 70s and 80s. But it, it, if you're not into these guys, I would really, like Mark said, I really suggest them. Big yeah, time. yeah,
1: yeah. Young Gun, Silver Fox, uh, Ticket to Shangri La. Check it's, that out. And the yeah, band is actually uh, finally going to be playing some shows in the U.S. Uh, I think in March. Uh, one of them in New York City. So yeah, if, I'd, I'd really know,
0: like to go to that. We were talking yeah. about. Uh, yeah, I'd like. They, they're that good. They play with a horn section. They play. Mm-hmm. It's two main guys, but they play with a with a full band, so they get the whole sound of yeah. that yacht rock stuff. Uh, totally. Yeah, they got it down yeah. big time. Great yeah. band.
1: Good stuff. Yeah. Thanks for turning me on to him.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> um, my next one is a band called Summerlands, which I'm guessing a lot of people may not be into. Mm. They're a band from the Philadelphia area. Uh, haven't gotten a lot of love in terms of, you know, like the melodic rock scene that usually is plastered all over, you know, the, the Facebook pages, they, they kind of, or off on the fringes, totally under the radar. Under you, the radar. Yeah. You, yeah, you told me about them. Yeah. But I'd never heard of them. Really smooth. Uh, this this is this new singer, and it very smooth vocals, uh, great catchy songs. If you want to give something different a try, mm. and I say different, it's not like from left field. It's just it's not something that's crammed down your throat. or, or the latest frontiers release yeah. or the latest thing that has some big name guy that's been in a hundred different things. These are younger guys. Um, They're from the Philadelphia area in the U.S. And uh, it's just such smooth, hard, catchy rock that I would, anybody that likes that, I I would dare somebody to listen to this album and I'd say, wow, these guys are really good. Yeah. Summerlands. Nice. Um, My next one is uh, the most recent Perfect Plan album. Unlike the band that I was just talking about, this is a band that does get a lot of press in the melodic rock, and rightly so. Kent Hilly, uh, probably one of the best singers yeah. to come out in, you know, I, I'd say, you know, with, with you know Dino and maybe Romeo, a couple of other guys. He's you know like like that yeah. good. Oh yeah, and this album is really. Incredible, they they almost go into like a uh, some of the songs sound like White Snake outtakes from, you know, from twenty years ago. That's mm, how good, good they point. are. Yeah. Big sound, big production. His vocals have taken on almost a Coverdale type of um, yeah. sound to them. And while I like all their albums, I like his solo stuff. The covers album they did. I think this might be the best mm. thing they've ever done. I this is high up on the list. The, yeah. the new Perfect Plan.
1: And yeah, and the singer Kent Hilly. Um, he did
0: the new the Giant album. That That's right. why he did you know, that Giant album.
1: I mean, whether you consider that blasphemous or not, you know.
0: <laughs> but, well, uh, you, know, you know, just to digress, I originally did, and that album kind of won me over just on its quality. I don't yeah. really recognize consider it, it to as be Giant, right? Yeah. But. It, it it's also very good. And yeah. his vocals contributed a lot to how good it was. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. he made that for sure.
1: Um, I'm going to go with my last one here. And this is, uh, we just talked about, like, you know, pure, like, great AOR type stuff. And, and this is a band called Lionville, which is basically they're on their, I think this is their fifth album, right?
0: Yeah, it's I think fifth... it is, actually. Uh, it's it's called, at least the fourth. Uh, I th- it might be the fifth, yeah. yeah
1: it's called uh, So So Close to Heaven. And uh, yeah, this is this is a great album. This is the um, the singer Lars uh, Saffson from Work of Art. Work of art. Um, he's been on all the albums. Uh, it's it's every bit as good as Work of Art. I think maybe even a little bit better. Uh, the guitar player is Stefano Leonetti um and it's it's probably it's like work of art maybe with a little more guitar yeah it's a little more more guitar
0: that's that's it's a great way of describing it it's it's work of art with more guitars yeah uh work of art is a little bit more like in a traditional aor album these guys are aor with a lot lot of of guitar but you got that you got that guy singing he's also in my you know top echelon of newest singers yeah you talk great great singing yeah
1: Yeah, he's a great singer too. Yeah, so. that's, that's
0: that's a terrific band. And when you mentioned it too, that was something I would have pulled out if you weren't going to show yeah. it because really good, good album. Definitely. All yeah. their albums are.
1: Yep, yeah, yeah. So Lionville, uh, So Close to Heaven. Check that out. Uh,
0: my next one is uh, a band called Outland. And some people may remember these guys from probably about 20 years ago. They put out two albums that were... Got a lot of play in Burn Magazine at the time. There were Japanese releases of them, and they, they came out, I believe, European also. Uh, they, they're two guys from the U.S., and out of nowhere, this new one appeared. I was shocked to see that they were still together in writing, and it's on par with their earliest stuff, um... I would best describe, I was telling Mark about it when it came out, kind of like, uh, the outfield with a little more, with more guitar. Also a really good guitar player on this. Uh, but kind of like those type of songs, uh, heavier Rembrandts, like that, that type Mm. of songwriting, but with more guitar, uh, I was shocked at how good the songs were on this album because I really hadn't even thought about these guys. I think their yeah. albums came out in the early two thousands.
1: I, you know, it's funny because you you turned me on to this recently, and I, I only got this maybe a month ago, and I really haven't delved into it. So, I mean, it may have been on my list had I had a yeah, little no, more time it's
0: with the, it. so, the songs are, re- and I'm all about the songs. It's yeah, you know, I grew up on the Beatles. I'm all about the yeah. songs, and this is really really good album. Yeah. Uh, my next one is a band called Reign of Glory. Uh, anybody that's familiar with the singer Robin Bassori that was in the uh, band Red Sea? Yes. Um, I know he appeared in, in a couple of other things too, but that's what he was most known for. But he had a uncanny similarity back in the day to Ray Gillen. Yeah. Uh, he's back in a new band. And this also did not get, for whatever reason, a lot of notoriety out there i think it came out on actually rocks uh bill rocks label oh yeah another one that flew right over my yeah (laughs) and it didn't you know it it, it's got massive production it's traditional hard rock this guy's vocals are every bit as good as they were on red sea and um the songs are great. The guitar playing is great. The production is great. And this is this is actually a travesty that I don't see this album mentioned at all. This is something that if it had came out in ninety, yeah. you know, it, it and on a on a major label would have been plastered in all the magazines. And it's got you know, uh, Robin Bissori is still every bit as great as he was back then and I I can't say enough about this album so if you don't have this reign of glory and you're familiar with him and and you know you like that sound highly recommend that one that's a
1: good one I gotta put that on my
0: list too yeah I'm gonna run through a couple more that I have at the end here real quick uh a frontiers band that got no love at all was here today gone tomorrow (laughs) Vipera I don't know if how many people are familiar with this Uh, It reminded me of, uh, they're a European band, but they did remind me of like a late 80s, early 90s uh, American release. They really had that sound of something I could have seen coming out, you know, like in 91, uh, good melodic, hard rock, a little bit of a, you know, a a ballsy edge to it, Uh, different singer, like uh, it doesn't sound like everybody, but he's really good. Uh, a cool young band. And I just, you know, this this is the downside of Frontiers mm. because this got pumped for about a week. Yeah. And it was Gonzo. And this is really good. If you don't have this Vipera, I'd highly recommend it. Really, really good stuff. Uh another band called Saraya Sign that really didn't get pumped up that much. It just kinda uh, kinda just. Popped up out there. Very similar, I thought, kind of like the perfect plan with more keyboards. Mm -hmm. Uh, Terrific singer. Great, very immediate songs. Um, Terrific stuff. Uh, I would grab this while it's out there because it's on an independent label. They didn't get signed yet. Uh, I don't know if this is something, it's a one-off, but Soraya Sign, highly recommended. Uh, Vinnie Moore, Double Exposure. I was waiting for this for a long time. Mm. There was a lot of talk of Vinnie Moore working on this album for a while. Always been a big fan. He's one of the few shred guys whose solo albums I do like because he's got such you know musical sensibility. And this is kind of uh, half vocals, pretty much half instrumental. The vocal stuff is great. He's got Keith Slack on it. He's got Mike DiMio from uh, Riot is on it. Uh, Some of the songs are very Ormond Brothers sounding, and I know Vinnie Moore does uh, like that, as some people may or may not be familiar with. And um, I think this is a terrific (laughs) solo album, really terrific solo album by Vinnie Moore. Good one. And uh, winding down here, uh, Tokyo Blade. For anybody not familiar with Tokyo Blade, they have been back for like about the last seven, eight years or so, have released three different albums with the classic lineup. One of the few bands that have, you know, all the classic guys in it. And their last three studio albums that they have put out are one better than the other. Uh, This is the latest one that came out. Um, And if you like Tokyo Blade... They, they sound exactly the same. And like I said, the the lineup is intact and great stuff. Nice. Uh, next, Saturn, Apparition. Uh, AOR stuff. If people don't know Saturn and you're into AOR, you should know him because mm-hmm. he's got three albums out now. And it's classic AOR. It's not, you know, the... AOR trying to sound like AOR. It's the AOR that sounds like it was recorded in the late 80s. So recommend Saturn. He's got three albums out. Look them up. S E T I N, Not and, Satan. Not to, not to be <laughs> confused with Satan. Satan doesn't usually dabble in AOR. <laughs> and my last one is a band called Entranced. If anybody is familiar with the band White Wizard or the band Holy Grail, uh, this is James Lunar, who was the singer in both of those bands. It's traditional metal from California, uh, done the right way. I mean, obviously, you know, he was in—he was original singer in White Wizard, which is the king of traditional uh, modern uh, new bands. wave, new of, wave traditional of traditional. Heavy traditional metal, metal, they, yeah. White Wizard started that whole, yeah, that whole new wave of traditional heavy metal. You know what, you know that they would Iron Maiden was to new wave of British heavy metal. These guys were to new wave of traditional heavy metal. And James Luna was the original singer in white wizard then started the band Holy grail after that. And this is his latest project, which is just great, great songs, great vocals, and just, you know, can't say enough about it. So the only thing I have left is a couple of things in the way of reissues of the year. And one of them was a, uh, thing called the Moon Rock Project. I don't know how many people are familiar with this, but it's the singer Shmuel Abigail, uh, who was one of the great unknown singers. He sang in like a whole bunch of things. He was in the the band Picture that uh, Burt Herrick uh, mm-hmm. sang in at one time. He was in the, the Rods. He was in Harpo. He was in Jack Star's uh, band. Star. He was in the band Horizon. And this was something that he did in the, the later 90s that uh, never was released. And it was talked about getting released for years. And I believe it was his wife that really pushed it getting released. He sounds very—he always did sound very similar uh, to Dio. Great singer. I've collected all of his stuff over the years that he sang on. And this finally got to see uh, The Light of Day, uh, The Moon Rock Project. I really, if you're into great vocals and great, you know, straight up metal with great songs, uh, Shmuel Abigail, if you're not familiar with this guy, one of the great unknown singers in in terms of, you know, not being an everyday household name. Um, Unfortunately, he's not with us anymore. He died a couple of years ago, but this is the last... There's a lot of things out there you could collect on him if you do the research and the bands I just named. And my last reissue of the year, I actually have the vinyl because ah, it's easy to show, but it did nice. come out on CD. Nice. Um, the band Cradle. This is one of the... I've I've wanted this to come out on something for years. It's mm. a Canadian band. A lot of Wasp in their sound. Uh, if Kind of if you put Wasp, Lizzie Borden and vein in a blender wow. that's what cradle sounds like and um i have the vinyl uh it's got a great booklet in it, it, it the vinyl is worth having just for you know, what they did with it and it is also available on cd which i would get if this what i described is of interest to you nice um that pretty much says that's what cool. these guys sound like yeah so that's it for me yeah
1: nice well uh hey i think uh you know we covered a lot of stuff here a lot of different types of music um you know obviously all whether a couple of things we had here and there that were older things that you know finally saw the light of day in 2022 but a bulk of what we talked about today was was new all new music and um i hope you know maybe tom or something that i had here we could turn you on to something that you didn't know about and we hope you enjoyed this episode. So. Uh, you know, uh, I think it was a good idea to do this, something like this, you know, we're early in 2023, uh, like I said, and so we had to do a little bit of a, a year-end wrap-up of, uh, 2022, and, uh, we, uh, we hope you enjoyed this one, and, um, yeah, we'll be back with another episode real soon, right?
0: I, I hope we've turned some people onto new music, and yeah. even if you know most of this stuff, I'm sure it's, uh, Good to hear the other people expounding about it. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? It, it's
1: I'm sitting here and I'm looking at some of the things you had that I, I wasn't even familiar with. Thousand what you said my, about it yeah. here and there. You know what you said about I it makes them me want to look at the at last them. minute. Yeah, right. So I'll, I'll have to look them up myself too. So uh, yeah. So that's it for this episode, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Bye.